Welcome back to the official Once Upon a Time Weekly podcast. My name is Estelle McGecky and I'm joined by the creators and executive producers of Once, Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. Hi again, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us again. This week, we're taking a look back to the season one finale. At the beginning of the episode, Emma's in hospital, she's clutching a book and she has a series of flashbacks. Is Emma really remembering what's actually happening in this scene? Well, I think in this scene, you know, this was... This was truly the moment where she started to realize everything Henry has told her was true. And as we saw previously during the season, uh, like when Pinocchio touched the tree and he got flashes, that's what happened to Emma. She got flashes through the point of view of being that baby. And in that moment, you know, it kind of, that was when she was ready to believe. All the pieces fell into place for her and she believed and that allowed her to move forward to do what she had to do to, to save Henry. Yeah, I remember we were there, uh, we were actually on set for that, which was really cool. And I remember we were talking with Jennifer Morrison before and there was the line where, where Dr. Whale goes, you know, he's saying something like, this doesn't make any sense, you know, it's like, and then she says magic. And I remember the three of us were talking and we we're figuring out, and then she was like, should I be talking to him? We were all, and we all realized the best plan was for her to say it to the book as if to herself, like she was having a conversation with Henry. And it was in that moment, and then she was like, oh, and we literally watched her do it and bring that to life. And it was really cool because, you know, she's such a talented actress, but in that moment she made the belief of magic real. And it was a really cool thing to see on, the, on, uh, on set. Jefferson confronts Regina to collect on their deal, the return of his daughter, but Regina reneges in this episode. Why does she renege? Oh, she was lying. Well, and she also, in her mind, doesn't think that he delivered what he promised. Yes, to be fair, that is true. Regina's logic in seemingly breaking her deal with Jefferson was that what she had asked for was to be able to to get rid of Emma. Because Henry took the apple and fell under the spell, Regina didn't see it as in any way um, being Jefferson living up to his end of the bargain. And because she didn't get what she wanted, she felt perfectly fine in not giving him what he wanted. And the truth of the matter is in that moment, she's only concerned about Henry. So if this guy thinks that she is going to leave her son's bedside to go save his daughter, who is in no jeopardy, he's out of his mind. And one of my favorite moments in that scene is when she just, not only does she dress him down, but she looks at him and she says, now if you'll excuse me, I need to save my son. And that's how you see how cold-hearted she can be. She's very direct. She is direct. She says the things that most people only think. Does Jefferson unlock Belle because he knows that Rumpel, Mr. Gold, will take revenge on Regina? Yeah, well, Gina rightfully points out to Jefferson that he's not a killer. He is many things, but he is not a killer. But Jefferson also knows that he needs his vengeance on Regina, and the best way he can think of is to pit gold against Regina. Jefferson may not be a killer, but he knows gold is. And so he knows this secret, once gold realizes that Bell was let out, and that Regina lied to him about her being dead and that she has kept Belle locked up for all this time, he will do what needs to be done. And Rumpel tells Emma that in order to save Henry, she needs to retrieve the true love potion. Mm -hmm. And that same potion was the one that he gave to Charming to hide in Maleficent. Yes. Emma has no idea what she's stepping into. She's forced to trust Regina and Rumpel. And it's such a vulnerable position for Emma. Can you talk about Emma's heroic actions well, in this scene? Well, first I would take issue in Gold being untrustworthy. I mean, he's a man who makes deals and he sticks by them. But we don't really see him overtly lying 
to people. He he may be incredibly manipulative, and he may be very devious. He may have loopholes in right. what he's saying, but if you go back and watch season one, I don't believe he ever lied. Yeah, he um he stands by his deals. It's just when you make a deal with gold, he generally knows a lot more about what you're getting into than you ever do. He seems to manipulate it a little bit. Yes, he tilts the scale toward him, but as far as the true love potion, Emma doesn't know what she's getting into. In fact, she just learned that all of this was real and her mind is spinning, but in that moment she's just focused on how to save Henry. And when Gold tells her there's a potion that will do it, she's going to get it. Emma doesn't really know what she's about to face. She's had a conversation with Regina, but she doesn't really understand until she gets down there. No, she doesn't. She doesn't really know what she's going to. And for us, of course, it's the metaphor of going down the rabbit hole. And, you know, we love the idea of all year we talk about the clock tower and it's a boarded up building and finally we get to go in it. And I think in that scene, when you rewatch it and you see Emma's face, she's like, you watch her, like, now I'm really going into this world. And you see her with the sword, just like her father, and she gets down there, and she has no idea what she's facing. She doesn't realize it's going to be a dragon. But for us, what's also interesting was two episodes before, she couldn't see August's wooden leg because she didn't believe. So for her to even see the dragon, she needed to believe. So in that moment when she looks up and she sees the dragon, I think it's one of the greatest scenes in the show because the way she looks really looks like a person would staring at a dragon. And what about the trust that she had to have in Regina to actually even go down there? Well, I think that Emma doesn't trust Regina. Emma thinks that Regina has nothing but ill will for her, but... She did believe that Regina wanted what's best for Henry, and she did believe that Regina wanted to save Henry at that point, and because of that, she had to create this uneasy alliance. And that's, you know, one of the things that's interesting for us to explore, which is that while these women are at odds with each other in many ways, they do have this one thing between them that they both care about. And it's this shared love of Henry that makes the good versus evil aspect of their relationship a little bit more complicated. And in Henry's empty bedroom, Regina breaks down into tears. It's a very vulnerable moment for Regina and one of very few moments we've seen. What's happening with Regina in this? Regina's lost at that point. She's lost her son, who she loves, and she's seen her curse be broken. The whole impetus for casting the curse and doing this was about her losing to good and losing to to this family. And once again, they've come back and defeated her again. And it is at this low moment where she is able to pick herself up at the end of the episode and realize that opportunity may have presented itself for her to reassert herself as she sees magic roll in. I think that scene's important because it kind of completes her arc for season one because it starts with Emma, Henry saying to Emma, my mom doesn't love me. And Emma asks, do you love him? And she uses her superpower. And in there, she sees something that's wrong, which is why she goes to the hotel and the pilot and says, I'll stay for a week. And what happened, we soon learned, was that when she cast the curse, it created a void in her heart. And in the moment for us... Um, in episode 22 when she got to choose between the curse or saving Henry's life and she chose Henry's life and she loses everything. That is the scene where she realizes the hole has been filled and now she's lost everything. And so I think that in a weird way was Regina's arc of the season is she, she filled that hole but in doing so lost everything. It's a beautiful scene. 
Thank you. I've got a few fan questions. It's a three-parter from Olivia Smith. Mm. So the first part, why was Jefferson able to remember his fairy tale life? Well, Jefferson's curse was to remember. So he was the Mad Hatter in Wonderland, but in this world, he knows the truth. But to say the truth makes him sound crazy. So to be able to say, I came from Wonderland, my name is Jefferson, but people call me the Mad Hatter, and I used to have a hat that created a portal that could bring me to Oz, makes you sound crazy. And that was his curse. But also, in knowing, it's much more painful what he lost. He's forced to sit there and see the daughter he loves so close but so far, and that's the cruelty of the punishment he received. Her second part, how did Jefferson know about the connection between Belle and Rumpelstiltskin? Because he knows who all the players are, and he had his memory, and if you remember in that episode, he would often watch the town through a telescope. You know, Jefferson has spent the 28 years of the curse remembering and watching from a distance and seeing what's going on. So he is aware of a lot of things that are going on in the town. That's right. So that's why he knew when Emma came to town and the clock moved. And her third part is, will we find out who the creepy janitor patient guy is in the asylum? Or was he just a part of the nod to the cuckoo's nest? He was a nod to the cuckoo's nest. He, indeed he was. She loved that, by the way. In oh. fact, he is the guy from the cuckoo's nest. Rachel Music asks, why did the room next to Bell's in the basement say S Glass? Is Sydney down there? Yes. Uh, when Sydney had to take the fall for Regina, Regina did not lock him up in jail or send him to the uh, state penitentiary in Maine. She put him in the insane asylum. And Tobias Hellman asks, why did Maleficent want the dark curse? She wanted to prevent Regina from using it. That curse was so horrible that she wanted to make sure that no one ever used it and she didn't trust Regina because she knew that Regina would use it. She was just crazy enough to do it. And Maleficent may be evil, but she doesn't want complete annihilation. Well, she did keep it in her staff for a long time. Exactly. I mean, look what happened to Maleficent once the curse found its way into Regina's hands. It was, you know, there was a lot of self-preservation in that for her. Great. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, and thanks everyone for watching. Yeah, we thank can't wait you. for you to see the premiere yeah, coming hope, up in a few weeks. We hope you, you like it, and we look forward to your questions after. If you'd like to be a part of the next session, please add your questions to our post on the Once Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash onceabc. Please join us next week, and don't forget to tune in for the Once Upon a Time Season 2 premiere on September 30th on ABC, and available the following day at abc.com. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>